Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Mean Old Lion Media, where black and brown voices truly matter. Some crosses are too heavy to bear. Pride is dangerous. Good news. You're getting out. Your grandma, help. The lady with that reality TV show? Welcome to Birdie's Big. Cut. A Lifetime original movie. Is this some sick marketing point? I'm trying to keep our family name out of the mud. And a new deadly sin. Fuck a game, a lot of like. Good looking. Knows the trouble. This thing between you and Ella? It's perfect TV. Pride. That was amazing. Inspired by actual events. When did you become this person? There's so much pressure. I got caught up in it. Stephanie Mills. I've been pumping your ass up all your life! Kia King. I am great for ratings. Thomas Miles. You too proud to let the world know you got a messed up son. Erica Campbell. Don't let pride destroy what destiny has ordained. Pride, a seven deadly sin story. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Just a Thought with Sheree Nicole, episode 24 of season three. I couldn't be more excited. I have a very special show in store for you guys today. Power Packed. We are celebrating and looking very much forward to the new Lifetime film Pride, which stars Stephanie Mills, executive produced by T.D. Jakes. It also stars Thomas Miles and Erica Campbell. And guess who I have on the show today? T.D. Jakes, Thomas Miles, a.k.a. Nephew Tommy, Erica Campbell, and Stephanie Mills. You're in for a treat, so I won't delay this any further. First up, the bishop himself, Bishop T.D. Jakes. Enjoy. And it's funny, I've had the pleasure of interviewing him multiple times, but I always get a little, it's like a starstruck, um, respectful nervousness that happens. The one, the only Bishop T.D. Jakes, he is executive producing Pride, a Seven Deadly Sin story, which premieres on Saturday, April 8th on Lifetime at 8, 7 Central. And he's here to talk all about it so much more. Without further ado, Bishop Jakes, so good to see you again. Congratulations. Hello, it's a real pleasure (laughs) to be with you. And I didn't know about the jitters you get. (laughs) Oh, every time, every time. (laughs) (laughs) Relax, I get them too. (laughs) <laughs> well, I, as I will saw, I must ask you because you always have a lot of things going on, whether it's in ministry in the pulpit or even outside of it through entrepreneurship. How do you even find the time to take some creative space to even put these together? Because as we all know, this isn't the first time around for this Seven Deadly Sins anthology. Yeah. Well, first of all, I'm not doing it by myself, you know, (laughs) (laughs) you know, people see me, you know, so they think, you know, how can you do all of that uh, by yourself? I'm not doing it by myself. Uh, I I have 350 some people that I employ that help us to be able to be multidimensional. And and to that point, I want to interject this because you haven't asked me this, but I think it's so important. One of the things that we're doing at our International Leadership Summit this year is we're doing a precursor called Good Soil, teaching entrepreneurs, don't try to do everything by Mm. yourself. 
hire somebody, get some help, scale up. And we're even providing tips and capital to help them to scale up, to do their business more effectively because 96% of Black-owned businesses are sole proprietorships and they're doing everything by themselves. And Mm -hmm. I want to penetrate that, and I mean this in a good sense, that hustling Mm -hmm. mentality that we have that's killing our family time, our mental health, our self-esteem. We're working ourselves to death. And I want us to work smarter and not harder and be more effective and close the wealth gap that exists in our community. Before I move back to the movie, I want to stay here for one moment. What do you think is the root to the hustle mentality and the hustle culture, especially as it relates to Black entrepreneurship? We, we had to hustle. Our history made us have to hustle. We couldn't get hired, so we had to hustle. So unfortunately, that hustling mentality got into the culture of how we see business. So Mm -hmm. whether you're a barber, a beautician, a nail tech, uh, an accountant, a a dentist, a doctor, you're doing the work yourself. So you don't get to think the business or grow the business or franchise the business or even decide when to sell the business. And we've not had much tutelage on that sort of thing. And so I'm using my platform to put you in the room with the people who did it at the highest level to rethink how to do it more effectively so that you can secure your future without losing your mind. You know, because sometimes we secure our future, but we don't even know it happened because (laughs) by the time we get there, our minds are so frayed, our our marriages are broken, our children are dysfunctional. And yes, we've got a summer home, but what good is it if there's nobody there to enjoy it? So this kind of uh, emphasis on good soil says you've got good seed. We don't like talent. We don't like passion. But if you don't put it in good soil, it doesn't happen. When you start talking about, uh, people would describe me as a preacher, and I am. But if they put a period where God put a comma, hmm. they will miss pride and lifetime yes. and the 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 connection that exists between lifetime and us. They will miss that uh, Amazon business, Black business escalator is going to be present at our event. Being multidimensional means not allowing people to define you by the title in which they describe you. Mm, I love that. And I want to move to to the Seven Deadly Sins Anthology because, I mean, how do you, Bishop, up the ante, so to speak, you and your team, I should say, with each iteration of this, it's gotten better and better and better in my in my personal opinion. You've pushed the bar, but what does pushing the bar look like for you? How do you guys gauge that? You know something, it is impossible to grow as a person and the things you produce not grow. (laughs) You grow as a person, your thoughts become better, your relationships become better, your connections become better, and your product becomes better. Your product cannot become better if you don't become better. Mm -hmm. So in the process, you start out, you do the best you can. But you get better at it. You learn from your mistakes and you enhance it every time. And so what we are all doing is growing together. All of us are growing together. And that's why we cannot allow people to define us by a decade ago, because we are evolving together. And I think that has led to a better product that we're doing. Our partnership with Lifetime has gotten richer. We've learned how to work with each other. We've learned what each other's strengths are and how to be a more perfect union 
Uh, and, and the film all benefits from all of that. Yeah. Better writers, better script, better actors, better directing, better lighting. Uh, all of that has come forward in, in such a cataclysmic way that it explodes on screen uh, with pride. And I think people will really enjoy it. Yeah, I do too. I, I want to stick with this for a moment on, on the getting better and the evolution. What particular space in your life or in your ministry had God really kind of been working on you with or in, or you evolved in as you guys were putting this together? Was there a particular space and place he had you in? You know, uh, my relationships have gotten better. I don't think that people value relationships. And relationships are the greatest currency a human being can have. Absolutely. And so as my relationships got better, my opportunities got better. Uh, as my partnerships got better, my business got better. As my business got better, my mental health got better. My family time got better. My marriage got better. You can't pallet a family and a marriage when you're working yourself to death and you're exhausted and you only get home in time to go to bed, all of those things are enriched by it. And I think what you'll see in the films, in the books, in, in the programs that I'm doing, in the real estate ventures that we're doing, in the leadership conference that we're doing, as I grew, my speakers grew because I knew better people to invite. <laughs> I, I discovered people. I'm like Columbus. <laughs> I, who, who allegedly discovered America. I discovered people who were grown and I'm able to woo them into the room so that other people who didn't get to discover them can hear how they think. And I enjoy doing that very much. Yeah, I love that. And so now as we move into Pride, I found it very interesting, the film, because there was a couple different vantage points I was able to pull when it comes to Pride. So I was looking at Stephanie Mills' character and mm -hmm. I'm watching her kind of, try to fix everything and cover things up and not necessarily kind of dismiss some things because of the pride that she was holding. But then on the other right. side, we see Thomas Miles who plays her son, who has a sense of entitlement and privilege yeah. to certain things, but he's also very broken and he's functioning in pride. So for you with all these different layers to what we know and identify as pride, what do you want to stick out most for the audience that watches this? First, let me say this. This is where me being a pastor is a great advantage because I'm used to dealing with families in crisis. Mm -hmm. And it's never just one person. The one person might be the symptom, they might be the blackhead that burst, but there's always some other issues that led them to where they are. And yeah. I think this understanding our families and our family dynamics more effectively, mm -hmm. Birdie, the character that's played by Stephanie Mills, is a black woman trying to get up on her feet trying to make it happen, trying to make it do what it do, as we say. And yeah. yet she has blind spots because how can I get the bakery to run and be a great mother and be a great mother to my son while I grieve over the death of my daughter? I don't want to give away too much of the story. <laughs> but but, but, but uh, I think every Black woman will relate to Birdie in mm -hmm. some way. And and nephew Tommy, I cannot say enough. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the brother is bad. Yeah. I knew he could make me laugh. I knew he could introduce music. Yeah. I had no idea that he is a trained actor. He broke out into some Shakespeare. Uh, he did some <laughs> stuff for me that I thought, oh my God, this guy 
is is treasure sitting right up under our nose and i wonder how many other nephew tommies are out there mm. that we that we have in a box of how we met and we don't see the full potential of who they are people are going to be shocked he is not being funny he he no. has got the chops in this movie to deliver uh some really serious and powerful moments and then to have the opportunity uh to bring uh, Erica Campbell yes. to the screen in a way you've never seen her in a role she's never played before she does some amazing things and I, I really think too uh when you start talking about Kia King I wanted to say something about her her role is a tough role yeah yeah it's a tough role to have the chops to act that out and do it effectively and the range of emotions in her role. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not for the faint of heart. So it's a great combination of un, un, an unusual, unexpected cast doing a very professional job at telling an amazing story. Absolutely. As I close out, I do want to ask you, Bishop, you know, we also see mantras of forgiveness and redemption that are also permeated through this storyline. Um, as we close out here, what do you want audience to, audiences to pull away in that regard and maybe learn from as well? Ooh, thank you for the question. The question is amazing. And I say it's amazing because I never do movies that don't have a message. And, and the message is, until you learn how to love flawed people, hmm. you'll have no love at all. And, and, and I hope that we walk away understanding that the flaws do not exempt the love, or we're going we're gonna to die self-righteously alone, hmm. thinking that everybody is broken but us. And that is pride at its maximum capacity to think that everybody is wrong and you're right and you've got it. And I see that so much in our society today that we sing, we tell ourselves a story where we're the victor and, and, and we're the right person and everybody else has done us wrong and it blinds us from seeing ourselves. If yeah. we can get that through this film where we become introspective, then this film is a great success. Well, it is certainly a great success in my book. And thank you for the opportunity for us to see ourselves um, yes. through this film and hopefully make some much needed changes. Guys, make sure you guys check out Pride, a seven deadly sin story. It's executive produced by Bishop T.D. Jakes. It premieres on Lifetime Saturday, April 8th, 8, 7 Central. Make sure you check it out. Bishop, thank you so much. God bless you. Thank, thank you. you for everything. Take care. Bye-bye. Fuck a game, a lot of like, good looking, nose for trouble. This thing between you and Ella, it's perfect TV. You too proud to let the world know you got a messed up son. This gentleman has two names. That's how epic he is. You either know him as Thomas Miles or Nephew Tommy. Either way, <laughs> he is he is a comedian, he is an actor. He is a reality show host. I mean, he's literally a renaissance man, if you really want to put it plainly, but he's also starring in the new film on Lifetime. It's called Pride, a seven deadly sin story. It's premiering on Saturday, April 8th at 8, 7 central. It's executive produced by none other than Bishop T.D. Jakes and Sean Robinson. And the seven deadly sin story tells the story of a reality star, Birdie Moore, who's played by Stephanie Mills, who carefully constructed whose carefully constructed world starts to crumble and uh when her family's secrets are brought to light she's got to salvage her legacy and uh we see everything that they kind of go through to do that and uh Thomas Miles aka <laughs> nephew Tommy 
helps to fill this story out without further ado. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm just going to call you nephew Tommy because that's who, that's who I grew up knowing. I'm getting <laughs> to know Thomas Miles right now. But congratulations. Right now, thank you. How you doing? <laughs> I am doing wonderful. Um, and I asked this question to Stephanie and Erica because, you know, when Bishop T.D. Jakes calls or if he does a project and somebody says the bishop yeah. has something in the works, uh, most people say I'm going to do it. You just go. What, what was that? What was that? what was your experience like when you got the script or the call? Like, how did that work for you? Uh, this was good for me. You know, I was um, I went through a, a battle last year and I was just coming out of it and had a meeting in in, uh, in Los Angeles with my agency. And she invited Derek Williams, who's an executive mm -hmm. producer of the show. He's actually the boots on the ground that puts it all together. And um, we went to dinner, we went to a lunch with Derek and that's when he offered me the role. And I was like, oh my God. So uh, I was like, yes, yes, let's do it. So I'm, you know, I'm just coming out of, of you know, beating the hell out of cancer. And mm. uh, and the next thing you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on camera in January in Vancouver. So it was just a great way to bounce back out of the storm that I went through. So it just felt good to be back into to something that makes me feel good. And that's that's performing. Yeah, absolutely. And so I'll I'll stick with that storm just for a moment because I mean, I you're just everywhere. Like when even when I when I look at you through this through the Zoom, when I <laughs> when I'm watching TV, when I'm listening to the radio, I just feel like you're you're always present somewhere you're around. You're working all the time. So yeah. what was it like for you to kind of have to take a step back and really deal with your health in a very real way and also deal with, "Hey, I want to continue to be creative. I want to continue to do these things." Like what what was that process like for you? That was a wake up call, you know, because uh, I'd never been, you know, I'm I'm a I'm a racehorse and I and I never stop, you know, so to have to stop, sit down, regroup and really um, um, go through a time where I'm like, oh, my God, what's going on? Is 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 this am I not am I ever going to be able to perform again? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, to have a to come home with a trach in your throat mm -hmm. and you're, you're barely talking, you know, you just you just you have no idea. And, um, you know, thanks be to God, I'm I'm cancer free. It's completely gone. Uh, if it wasn't for my wife and, and my mother and my kids and sister, man, it took care of me the whole way. I, I, I There's no way I would have made it. I couldn't have done this by myself. So um, to go through that. But even when I was going through it, you know, they gave me a pen and a pad. So I was writing everything mm. down I could think of everything I thought was funny. So you want to come. You want to come see something crazy and catch me on stage doing stand up and I have no problems talking about the journey of going through cancer. I have no yeah. problem doing it. And, um, you know, I, I came up with my own quote, don't cancel me out. So I'm mm. real. Yeah, I absolutely love that. What what what's the biggest kind of lesson that you learned through that process that you were able to take into this role in Pride? You know what? You always you always think there's an, another day. You always you'll get to to um, to do whatever it is your life goals are. And when I went down, I just thought, oh, my God, I'm, I'm I may not be able to do what I know I'm capable of doing. So when you get this opportunity, you do not sell it short. You try to give him leave it all out there on the tape so they can get it all. So I tried to, you know, I, there's not a day I woke up and, and went to that camera. and I was like, oh, my God, I'm here. So we got to do it and we got to deliver. Because, uh, you know, just months ago, I was laying up and I was down for the count. So, you know, when you get that second chance, oh, there's, there's no looking back. I'm giving it to all. I'm waiting on the next movie now. Let's get it. I love it. <laughs> I ain't stopping. Well, you left no crumbs 
with your character, I will say. And I'm used to fun, nephew Tommy. I'm used to <laughs> jokes and laughter. And then Thomas Miles comes and he's mean <laughs> and he's prideful. And I'm like, wait a minute. Um, I, I love the way that, that you played this character. Uh, but I will say kind of how was it for you to go to the darker side of of the creative part of the process? It was it was um, it was a challenge, but it was also what I'm used to. I think I think a lot of people a lot, you all are used to me being the funny guy but from where i come from and 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 studying theater in college and being a shakespearean i mean that's all i knew so i was you know you couldn't have told me in college i was going to be a comedian that was decided i was i am i was a thespian you know what i mean <laughs> i heard myself proclaimed that by the happy hollow of a tree escape the hunt no port is free no place that god and most yes. vigilance does not attend my taking i was straight shakespeare all day i thought i was going to be Broadway forever, you know what I mean? <laughs> and then you start you start doing different things. But 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 to get back to what you're saying is that I've always been that. You guys just didn't know that. And I wanted and, and I was so um grateful to get a role where it wasn't funny, where I could mm -hmm. show that I could show, okay, let me show you this other side that you haven't seen. And um and hopefully, I don't know, hopefully people will like it. Well, I loved it. I cheated, y'all. I saw it already. I'm, trust me, you'll like it. I do have. I to haven't even you. seen it yet. You've seen oh, it already. You did it. your thing. It was very good, and you also got into a couple big blowups with the one, the only Stephanie Mills. Which yeah. I don't know how I felt about that. That, that <laughs> I got a little concerned. But I mean, what was that like for you? I mean, you're you're, you're playing alongside one of the most amazing entertainers to to ever, in my opinion, uh, oh my be God. in the game, grace the game, and now you all are arguing. Um, multiple times uh, for this film. What was that like for you? That was kind of crazy because, you know, <laughs> she, she's so lovable. And, you know, I'm, I was always an obedient child. So, you know, <laughs> I, I, my mom is still the world to me to this day. You, the stuff I did on that screen, you would never see me doing that to my mama, ever, ever, ever. But, um, but, but Stephanie's just such a sweetheart. And uh, we just worked so well together and, and she understood what I was trying to deliver and I understood how she was digesting it. And, and that's, that's what it takes when you're on camera together. We got to work together and we pulled it off. I think we did a pretty decent job together. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the character you play, you know, you play Stephanie's son and he, he's a broken. Um, yes. Shattered. Man, shattered. <laughs> also, because of what he's invested in their family business, feels a sense of entitlement to certain things. And right. it comes to find that you don't always get what you want. And then pride sets in. So, so for mm. you, when people examine your character in particular, what, what, what parts of pride do you want them to be able to see and understand more about in order to not just know, but to, to be aware of so that they don't necessarily fall into those same pitfalls. I think, I think I want you to be, I want you to take away of, of, of what not to do when you're watching this character, Gabe, be who's yes, you've invested, but you know, there's a there's a line somewhere. And I think I think we crossed the line. Uh he crossed the line, of course. And uh I think I think, you know, you're gonna see a lot of your family members. You're gonna see some people you know that that have got invested so much. I'm amazed by how people can invest so much of something that's not theirs. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. How are you so invested in something that's not yours? And and I've seen some people in my lifetime that that are sitting around 
waiting on somebody to pass on so you can get something that they work for that don't even belong to you anyway. Mm. So, so there's a lot to, there's a lot to walk away from when you see this film. And I think the story is is just amazing. And, and there's so many different walks of life that you can look back and say, if that ain't my cousin right there, if that ain't Butchie right there, you know, and you're going to see, you're going to see some family members. Speaking of seeing, and I know you said you would never do your mother the way that Gabe did Miss Stephanie Mills <laughs> in the movie. But I will ask you, was there any part of your character, Gabe, that you did see in yourself? Um, that I did see. Um, when there is a, a a point of no return, I ain't good with it. Hmm. It, 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 it 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 I've I've learned to control it. But when you when you push me to the point of no return, then that's when you get Thomas Miles. You're gonna get it all day every day. I'll give you Tommy until you until you ask for Thomas. And when you ask for Thomas, then you ask him for something different. But I'm gonna be lovable, Tommy, and cool with you. But there's some moments in there and and where I could I could just give you a drop or two of the guy that is no nonsense. And um mm. yeah, yeah, you've seen it. <laughs> Y'all, I can't you, wait for y'all you to know see this movie. You know which part it is. <laughs> I, I do, I do know. I just I just got the shivers real quick. I'm trying to get myself together. Um, I want to go back to TD Jakes for just a moment. I mean, this is sure. this is not, you know, this is an additional iteration of this of this particular series for you. You know, any pressure? Did you feel any pressure um when it came to you, you know, committing to this part, doing this role, being a part of this this film, knowing that there were others that came before? Um I like the pressure, but I knew you had to, you, we got to go deliver. We we got to go make this happen. So um, that's, that's and, and when you get on set, you know, I think the thing is to make, is for everybody to be comfortable with each other. Yeah. And uh, with Erica and Stephanie and Kia, we we were comfortable around each other and, and it started to really feel like family. You know, Erica was only with us for one day and we enjoyed her for the day that she was there. But with Kia and Stephanie and myself, we, um, you know, we gravitated to each other every single day. And um, I wanted them to be comfortable. I wanted to be comfortable around them so we could go and deliver the best product that we could that we could do. I mean, we already knew there was already four uh, uh, sins that have already been ran. And this is number five. So, you know, we wanted to live up to the expectations and let's go. Let's go put it down. So every time the camera cracks, man, let's get it. Let's give it everything we got. Yeah, absolutely. You talk about comfortability. And so I have to ask you any memory, any memories or one one memorable moment from set that you're that you've taken with you i think um i think me and kia um at the climax of the story when when i'm literally my job my 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 mindset is to take her out and 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 just that whole moment that whole dramatic moment i think it was just it was a lot for us yeah. And, and for your director to tell you, we're going to do it again. Oh, God, I don't know if I can do it again. I can't, I can't cry no more. <laughs> but uh, but it was challenging. But I think I think we stood to it. You know, you never know when the director's cuts all over with. You don't know which one they took. But uh, you just hope for the best. Yeah. And, and you mentioned Kia. And, you know, Kia plays um, nephew Tommy's niece in the film. And we, we see her character have to go through her own struggles. And, and we watch also the power of forgiveness. And I know we talk a lot about pride because that's really what the film is steeped in. But there's also these mantras of forgiveness that kind of trickle in and out as we move through. Um, right. What's the what do you want audience to really take audiences to take away when it comes to forgiveness when they watch this? Film? I, I, you know what? Um, 
my mother on this show was forgiving, very forgiving of me and all of the all of the drama that I've caused the family. Uh, I think in a in a in a in a in black households, there's a lot of hangups that are going on, and a lot of us have not forgiven each other. And it goes on day in and day out. It's the elephant in the room. It's the person you see maybe every other week or maybe at the reunion or maybe at church. You're going to run into them. And we have not hashed it out. We have not gotten through what's been bothering us about this person or each other. And I just think maybe this 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 film is something that will open those conversations, not open an argument. But let's open a conversation that maybe we can talk about something that happened 10 years ago, 15 years ago that we really don't click no more. You know, and I I just think it it's 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 a big hang up in the African-American community. And sometimes we just keep letting the elephants get you. Know I mean, the elephants are in the room. It's Ooh. just packed with elephants. They all in there, you know, and let's let's just start. Ha let's start walking them to the door one by one. If yes. we start the conversation. Absolutely, absolutely. And I want to start a conversation about what's next for you. Because I not now that you're back in action, I can only imagine <laughs> what your schedule's looking like. So what can we expect as we move forward? Well, right now I'm in the midst of, of Ready to Love. Uh, I'm in Dallas, Texas. I'm shooting season nine and ten. I can't believe um, last season we, we, we got to a big milestone, which is 100 episodes. And it just, keep, it just, thank you. It just keeps going and going. And now we're at uh, season nine and 10 here in Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas. And um, and it's just exciting. So it just keeps going. This is, it's, it's become a household name and uh, people are loving it. And everywhere we go, we're trying to find, see if we can help somebody find love. You know, we got to, once again, we got to get weed through all the mess and we might find two or three that might find Lord, it. Lord, Lord, Lord. <laughs> I'm trying to hold out hope. So I hope, I hope y'all find people because then that gives me hope. That gives me some okay. hope. So okay. please. Please. Are you ready? Um, Are you ready? I'm re look. I'm 36. I'll be 37 in June. I'm I'm more than ready. And I'm just weary. I'm ready and weary. <laughs> I can. We can fix the weary. Let's just stay ready. I'm sitting on G, waiting on O. I am ready, and I'm also ready for everybody to check out Pride, a Seven Deadly Sin story, which premieres on Lifetime on Saturday, April 8th at 8 7 Central. Thomas Miles, aka nephew Tommy. Thank you so much. For the time, I appreciate you, and I'm looking forward to all the amazing things that God has in store for you moving forward. Thank you. Be blessed. Thanks for having me. Don't let pride destroy what destiny has ordained. Pride, a seven deadly sin story. I have two very amazing black women, some of the most talented singers ever in the history of music, period. <laughs> Erica Campbell and Stephanie Mills, they're starring in the new Lifetime film, Pride, A Seven Deadly Sin Story. It is premiering on Saturday, April 8th. It is phenomenal. It tells the story of a reality star, Birdie Moore, who's played by Stephanie Mills, whose carefully constructed world, yeah, starts to crumble a little bit when her family's sneak secrets are brought to light. And to salvage her legacy, she must let go of the pride that has estranged her from her daughter. It's a great film. I cheated. I saw it early. And uh, hopefully you guys can check it out as well. Without further ado, ladies, welcome. Thank you so much for the time. Thank you. Thank, Thank you for having us. Absolutely awesome. Of course. So both of you, you're on the road a lot. Lots of concerts. Erica, you're on the air <laughs> five days a week. I'm trying to figure out because Miss Stephanie's touring. Like, how did you guys find the time to even be able to commit to this project? Uh, good scheduling. 
Good scheduling. Good scheduling. Good scheduling. We, found, we found a window. Like, okay, this is the window yeah. we can do. Yeah. Well, Stephanie needed a bigger window than I did, but <laughs> you know, when it's a good project and it makes sense, and um, it's something that's not only but enter entertaining, but it, it teaches you something. I think good art does that. Teaches you something. Um, I, I had to make it happen. Had to be a part. And who says no to Bishop Jakes? Hello. And there's that executive <laughs> by, by the man himself. That's not right. And it was a wonderful experience. I wouldn't have, I would have made this work no matter what. And I had to come back and do two shows even on my weekend and then go back to Vancouver. So I was really dedicated to doing this film because I think it's such a powerful message to every family, everybody that's out there. What pride yeah. to do to a family. Speaking I almost of, didn't make it because I couldn't find my passport. Wait, what? Wow. <laughs> so terrible. I planned and they were going, you have your passport? I was like, no, but make the flight, book it. And they, they was like, but you don't have it. Do you need to get your passport? I was like, no, I'm going to find my passport. They was like, let's just call the passport office and get a new one. I was like, no, it's in this house. I'm not getting a new one. I'm going to find it. And like literally the, like a, the day before, not even, even a full 24 hours, my husband found my passport. So I almost didn't make it. <laughs> I don't want to ask you guys about, you know, just you, you touched on it a little bit, but what really drew you to commitment? We know Bishop Jake's EP, this project, you know, we understand that pride is something that we all face in our lives, but what really pulled you in the direction of this is a must do for me? Like, was it something about the script that really stood out to you? Was it something about your characters where you said, hey, I really, really want to play this part? It was a script and I wasn't singing. I was just acting mm -hmm. and, and really had to get into to the role of Birdie. So that's really what drew me to it. This is my first uh, uh, movie that I've ever done. So I was like, they waited till I'm 66 to give me a movie. So I was like, I'm ready for this. Yeah. You're 66? I where? just had a birthday. I'm on my... where? <laughs> I just Looking had a amazing. Birthday. Thank you. Y'all, I got more wrinkles than Stephanie Mills. <laughs> you said talking about she's 66. No, you okay. don't. Okay. No. How you about know, you, Erica? I think for me, um, people get a chance to see the tough work that pastors do. Mm -hmm. You know, pastors in today's time get a tough rap, you know, but when you understand that you are in hospitals and jails and, and you have to come in the middle of sometimes people's family chaos and bring some kind of peace or understanding or resolve, it is not always easy to do. Um, and in the scene, you see that, you see a broken someone this this granddaughter that's broken but this prideful son it's it's a lot to 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 process and say lord what am i saying in real life so for people to see this in this scene i think is really important and i think it'll give them a different perspective because you know like i said pastors get a bad rap but they do a lot of work like the phone yes. never stops ringing and you have to be present and available for people when they need you because ministry means people yeah, absolutely. And you talk about all these things kind of going on in these family dynamics. And with that said, Stephanie, I'll come to you. I mean, you you play the 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 matriarch of a family that's really having some some very serious issues. And then it's interesting because you guys are you have a reality show, but there's still things that you want to make sure don't hit the the front of the screen. So exactly. with that said, you know, how does this movie speak to the level of transparency that we should have, especially in the black family, especially now? We should have transparency, but I think we have a little bit too much transparency Absolutely. today. We have too much. There's just certain things we should not see and a family should come together and keep it quiet. Yeah. Um, 
I think that's very important. I think that says a lot to being prideful. It exposes people's behavior that make them turn in to being prideful. I don't want to be ashamed. I don't want you to shame me. So that 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 says a lot. And I hope that people take away from this movie that being prideful is not a good thing, especially for families or anybody. Yeah. It's just not a good thing. But yeah. in our society today, it makes them want to be prideful with all the mm. things that's going on with social media. And yeah, it's almost like it's glorified. Like yes. It's almost yeah. like pride is glorified. Yes. And the scripture says pride comes before a fall because being prideful almost isolates you from other people because it, mm. it's like, I'm better than you. I don't need you. Look at this. Look at me. Look at me. And then when you do need people, no one's there. You fall flat on your face. Life will show you who you are. So there's a way to be confident, but pride is where it becomes dangerous. And for reality show, because I know, you know, I've done that too. It's it's just dangerous. It's like if you're baking a cake, I'm not going to, if I keep opening the oven before it's finished, before the process is complete, then the cake won't be good. Something will, it will fall in the middle. It'll be mushy in the middle. It won't cook properly. And a lot of times we are exposing situations in our lives and we don't even have answers. Figure it out first. You know, know how y'all feel first. That's why you have these shows and they have the behind the scenes and they're still fighting because there's been no resolve, but you got all this ego with no resolve, which is nothing but chaos. And so we just need to do better in some ways in our families and our lives and how we deal with each other. I mean, this is a successful black family. This is a successful black woman who you see um, the dangers of putting business first and not family first. Yes. Mm. And so I hope that people see that. I hope people see that. Mm. And, and and to your point, Eric, and either of you guys can take this. What I thought was very interesting about nephew Tommy's character who plays your son in, in the film, Stephanie, is that- Who's brilliant. He, brilliant. And and his pride, it exists, but it, it is steeped a bit in the expectation that the work that he's already done, this is what I should get. Almost a sense of entitlement as well. So when we look at it, the relationship between entitlement and pride, what say you to how this film kind of really shows that and the dangers of that? I think because he didn't get the love and the attention from his mother that mm -hmm. made him prideful and entitled. Here I have a successful mom. We have this business. And I'm going to show her I can do this too. I can make it too. I'm going to, then he did things to get attention, like bullying people at school and still in a car. He did all these things that she did not see. He was trying to get her attention to love, pay attention to me, love me. I yeah. got, you got me all these things, but I need you. Right. In the end, I think she saw it. Pride is a default emotion. It's not the first emotion. Mm. It's usually a result of, I haven't gotten something. And so now I'll show you. And that's just, it's, it's always dangerous. The, the root of the issue is what you should pay attention to. How did I get to pride? And his was a lack of love, which is normal. That's, there's nothing wrong with that. But how you respond to the real need is everything. Mm, absolutely. There was an and and Stephanie, I know you mentioned earlier you weren't you didn't sing in the film. You know, you weren't singing, but you you and Erica shared a moment and I yes. was excited. <laughs> I was like, yes. Cause I heard feel all right. And I was like, okay, maybe it's just a soundtrack thing. But then y'all actually got to singing a little bit. So yeah. I want I want to ask because sometimes I know everything isn't written into the script. Was this something that was written into the script, or was this something that kind of no. happened as you guys? It just happened. It, just it happened. happened. Um, I flew into Vancouver. We're filming. I'm I'm there for one day, and they're like, "You should sing something." And so I 
say, okay. And then she starts singing along and I'm like, I'm singing with Stephanie Mills, guys. Do you guys see what's happening here? So I have to kind of gather myself. <laughs> but it was so, so cool. Really kind of impromptu moment that just happened. Um, and it was so beautiful. But it was so such a perfect end to the scene. So I'm glad that it happened. Yeah, yeah I am too. I was singing with Erica Campbell. And, uh, Mary, Mary. You know, them singing. Girl. So, so Stephanie, I'm, I'm going to stick with you on this point. Um, and I'm almost done here. You know, we people interview all the time about just the passing of the baton and where music sits and the next generation. And and as you, you know, sit here and interview with me with with Erica, who is by far one of the leaders out here in the pack, Absolutely. gospel or otherwise, just musically. Yes. Oh, thank you. So what would you say you're you're most proud of when you look at artists like her who are who have been able to advance the genre in a way where integrity still is the number one priority? Well, Erica's a singer singer which means she can flat foot sing with no piano with no, and, and I admire singers like that. I should, I think that you should be able to sing whether your, your band is there, whether your track is there, whatever. And she's absolutely a great singer. And there's not, there's few and far between, but there's a lot of people out there that I enjoy that I listen to, but I like singers. I, I want to feel something. I want, you know, and it doesn't take a lot. It doesn't take a whole bunch of ripping and all of that. It just takes really good, solid notes and coming from your heart. Yes. You said a word. You said feel. Erica, Can somebody record feel? that and give that to me? I need to play this for myself <laughs> on a regular basis. Thank you yes. so much. Yes. <laughs> I figured we use the time to give a little flower. So, so, you know, Stephanie said the word feel and that just stuck to me. So, Erica, what do you feel when you hear Stephanie's voice? Oh, passion, emotion. And while she's a soprano, she has this warmth altoness. And so being an alto, whenever I heard voices like that, it just made me gravitate even more. And so to have to be able to have this moment and this experience with her is just so, so wonderful for me because, you know, when people have experienced things and they can kind of give you tips on, you know, what this process is like as you continue to go. I mean, to be starring at a film and still relevant and still present and still people loving your voice is just, amazing and i am i am a fan um and so like i said it's just an overwhelming wonderful feeling to be able to do this and have even that small moment of singing with her uh in this film i love it well i'm a fan of you both and with that said i know stephanie i know you've been on the road a ton selling out arenas erica you've been doing that you've got new music seemingly i don't know how you do it but it's like every month you got a new number one hit i don't know, yes. I don't know. shout out I know. shout out to you yes. y'all are turning up but <laughs> I wanna, with that said what what can we continue to expect from you both musically and also just on the acting side do we have more acting in store i you know what i take each day i take each day i i don't uh you know i'm i'm still on the road i'm i'm on the road and that, that's what i love to do i love to perform live I may be doing some new music. Um, I wrote a song for this for Pride uh, called "Love and Pride" with uh, Ray Chu. So I I uh, I like I like creating. I like creating. I like kind of moving on my own my own yeah. pace. Yeah, you know. I love that. Well, I can't wait to hear it. I am actually in Atlanta um, because I'm um, doing a, a an episode of Kingdom Business. Super oh. excited to be a part of that. Um, I, my song feel all right, blessed is out and I am working on my new album and hoping to tour later this year. I'm actually going to be at Kennedy center for Easter. We're having a, my block at my block at Kennedy center with the walls group, Lena bird, miles and MC light and Mary, Mary. Wow. So, uh, all roads lead to DC 
for Easter. <laughs> I'm I need to be there. Somebody get yes. me a ticket. I'm, yes. I'm not gonna put the pressure on Erica. I'll, I'll, I'll um, Derek Harmon. Tell Vaughn to get the ticket. Yeah, Vaughn, my praise, my praise family. Y'all know we. I got to be in the building, but thank you all so much. And you all have to make sure that you're in front of the television or set your DVRs, whatever you need to do. Pride, a seven deadly sin story, premieres on Saturday, April eighth on Lifetime at seven p.m. Central. Please do yourself a favor. Check it out. It's a it is a phenomenal body of work. Erica, Stephanie, thank you all. Thank so, you, so Shay. much. It's always Thank an honor to talk to you both. Thank you. Love Thank you. you. Thanks so much for listening. This is Just a Thought, hosted and produced by yours truly, Sheree Nicole. Just a Thought is now available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and YouTube. And make sure you subscribe, share, download, and rate this podcast if you love what you've heard. You can follow the Just a Thought podcast on Instagram at Just a Thought Show and on Twitter at Just a Thought Win. That's W-I-N. You can also follow me, Sheree Nicole, on Instagram and Twitter on the same handle, Sheree underscore Nicole, S-H-A-R-I underscore N-Y-C-O-L-E. Mean Old Lion Media, where black and brown voices truly matter. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.